What's up everyone, it's your boy MC Brooks. Before we get into this episode of The Overflow about Anime NYC, I just want to say that this episode was recorded prior to the recent information that came out about the convention and the Omicron variant of COVID. If you're unfamiliar, a second case of the Omicron variant was found in someone who had recently traveled to Anime NYC. They had symptoms a day after the convention and they tested positive three days after the convention. So if you attended Anime NYC, I would recommend that you go get tested for COVID. If you know anyone who attended Anime NYC, I would also recommend them to go get tested for COVID. And again, that information was not public at the time of the recording of this episode, so it's not mentioned here. Just remember, wear your masks, uh, social distance if you can, and go get vaccinated. Thank you. You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. You're listening to The Overflow with MC Brooks on GGR Pirate Radio. Swing a fly ball, center field deep. Bellinger going back to the warning track, to the wall. It's a grand slam. Howie Kendrick with a grand slam here in the 10th inning of Game 5. The Nationals 7. The Dodgers three! Do you believe it? Pull the lever, Crunk. Roll Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I know it's been a while, but uh, welcome back. Brand new episode of The Overflow with MC Brooks here on GGR Pirate Radio. How are you all doing? I haven't, uh, I haven't checked in in a while. It's, uh, well, I've been on the, the main podcast, so you know, at the diner. But it's been a while since I've done a solo episode. And uh, part of that is because some life stuff. Part of it is, you know, motivations and whatnot. Um, but doesn't matter you know what has happened because i'm here now and uh yeah got a very special episode of the overflow um that i'm gonna do today but before i get into that i do want to thank all of you for your patience uh because i know i've been really inconsistent you know posting episodes this year and i hopefully want to try to get back on a on a more regular schedule um soon um some stuff has happened um in a good way so hopefully it'll be much easier for me to be able to do that so with that being said make sure you go to the greatgeekrefuge.com this is where you can find all of our podcasts all of our articles all of our content in itself uh you we also have a patreon where you can get exclusive access to content early such as the at the diner podcast uh some merch stuff and some additional perks and also make sure you go follow us on social media, Great Geek Refuge. We're on uh, Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on TikTok. Um, we are everywhere. And as I mentioned, we have a Patreon where, you know, pay what you want and get access. You can get some really cool perks. So now that I've got that out the way, this year has been a year of kind of shooting my shot. And I don't mean that in the romantic sense. I mean that in terms of my creative endeavors, right? Um, I've said before, and if you follow me on any kind of social media, then you know that I don't really care about the nine to five life. I don't really care about most jobs. (laughs) I don't really like the concept of working um, just in general. I I would much rather not work, you know, if if given the opportunity to, Um, which is part of the reason I've really wanted my creative endeavors to kind of take off because even though I know their work, I, I thoroughly much more enjoy those than like 
you know, having to put on clothes and go to a building every day. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but this year has been the year shooting my shot. Um, earlier this year, I shot my shot and got a really dope opportunity to perform my music at BlurredCon. Um, I've said this before. I, I am officially the first performer at a major con once cons started to do their thing again. And that's kind of dope. And I, I did a good job and had a lot of fun. And I met some really amazing people that weekend. It was it was just it was just really dope. Shout out to my boy Full Control and shout out to Proudest Testament because I would not have gotten that opportunity without without them. Um and then uh, I was actually at I was out with some friends, I want to say a little over a month ago, and um one of them was just like, Hey, you know, are you going to anime NYC? And, you know, I hadn't really considered it, but I was kind of like, you know what? Why not? Why, why, why don't I try? Right. Why, why don't I put it out there and just see if it works out? I mean, the worst come the worst, they'll say no. Because I mean, I, I probably should have mentioned this too. Otakon happened earlier this year and I was able to go to Otakon as press and that was really awesome. And, and it was significant because they had told us no to press passes the last couple times we had applied. So the fact that they allowed us to go as press this year was amazing. So with Anime NYC, similar situation. You know, just wanted to shoot my shot. And, you know, if they say yes, I'll figure out a way to make it up there. And if they say no, then, you know, back to the drawing board and, you know, just get ready for, uh, you know, several cons that are coming up in the D.C. area. Uh, such as MAGFest, such as Katsu, and, you know, just all the local ones that I plan on going to. But not AwesomeCon. Never going to AwesomeCon again. That's all the thing. But, uh, yeah. So, Anime NYC said yes. They they said yes. I, I was surprised. I was excited. And, and it really felt really validating just as far as, like, the stuff that, you know, we had been doing here at GGR. You know, like it is it, because, you know, we don't really get the the kind of engagement that um, that other places get. So it, it was uh, it, it feels really good to kind of get the validation of, you know, a, a major con seeing us, seeing the work we do and, you know, saying, yes, please come cover our event. That's just really dope. So Anime NYC was this past weekend. I, you know, I went on behalf of GGR. It was my first time going um, I didn't really know anything about Anime NYC. I had not been to I had not been to it before. Um, I had not been to any. I've never been to a New York Comic Con or any New York Con in general. Um, so this was like you know kind of a big deal for me. And as I looked over the guest list, and, and I was just kind of like, wow, there are some amazing guests that are going to be here, and I'm, I'm going to talk about them. Um, when I really started getting into like the the uh, panels and events and stuff that I was able to see while I was at this convention, but just on the front end, uh, thank big thank you to the people of Anime NYC for allowing us to come because it was great. And I also want to say like I had a blast. This convention was amazing. I. I I, I kind of failed to find the words to really describe it because, um, again, I didn't really know what to expect, but there was just a lot happening, a lot going on, and I, I just, I had, a, I had a great time there. Now, 
in the over the course of the, this uh, recap of Anime NYC, I'm going to talk about panels that I went to, uh, stuff that happened, and I'm going to talk about the good and the bad here because I, I do want to be fair, you know. And as 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 much of a good time as I did have at Anime NYC, not everything was great about the weekend, you know what I'm saying? But we'll get into that when when uh, when uh, when we get there, right? So I'll just I'll I'll start out by breaking down like what happened on Friday when I got there. So at 7 a.m. bus ride up to Anime NYC on on Friday, um, bus was surprisingly not crowded. There were a couple people who you could tell were going up for the convention also. Um, but yeah, I mostly got to just kind of chill out, watch some anime on the on the way up. Um, got the got the NYC around like 11. Um, and then somewhere around one, I was like, I'm going to go, um, you know, I've put my stuff down. I'm going to go get my pass and, you know, just kind of see, see what the vibe is like. Cause again, I've never been here before. I've never been to the Javits uh, center. So I had no idea what exactly this was going to be like. I didn't know if this was going to be kind of like awesome con or Otakon, which are massive conventions that take place in the DC convention center, or are they going to be something kind of like, uh, anime USA, which, uh, is a much smaller convention, which, uh, was at the Wardman park hotel in DC until, until, uh, 2019, which is their most recent, um, uh, convention, which is a much smaller operation, a lot of fun. It's still a lot of fun, but a much smaller operation, you know, by comparison. Um, so yeah, I, I really just wanted to get a feel for it. And uh, fortunately, where I was staying was was not very far from the Javits Center. So just imagine my surprise. And and I'll, I'll get into probably the the biggest uh, controversy with Anime NYC, uh, which is the line, because from the second I like turned the corner on, I want to say that's eleventh, and began walking up towards the Javits Center. I could already see a line like a block over. <laughs> I could see it. And I was like, oh my God, what is happening here? And then I kept expecting it to like just turn in and to like be representative of a, a much smaller line because I was close to the entrance. But no, the line just kept going and it kept going and it kept going. And, you know, if you just go on Twitter and you just go and just look up anime NYC line, or look up ANYC LineCon or something like that. Just look at those photos. Those photos are 1000% ridiculous. And like it's, it, it reminds me a lot of like uh, San Diego Comic Con, which is a, a, a Comic Con that I've never been to. But I've always, I've often said that I would never actually go to it because I see what the lines are like for San Diego Comic Con. For events, and I'm just like, yeah, I don't want any parts of that. <laughs> I don't want any parts of that whatsoever. Like, no. Um, but uh, you know, these this line was just really long, and in some places, it kind of like wrapped around a building. It kind of wrapped around certain areas. Like, I didn't go in depth um, in terms of uh, what it was because I was really I was trying to find the press office. Um, and, and I gotta say like, this is not a brag at all, but I, I, I feel very lucky that, you know, the, the press, uh, had our own entrance where we, we were able to get our vaccination card or excuse me, our vaccination wristband. And then we were able to actually get our, our passes, uh, themselves because that was kind of the, the thing with anime NYC. 
which was, you know, New York has a vaccine mandate uh, in terms of being indoors in places. And so obviously that would apply to anime NYC. So in order to attend the convention, you had to be vaccinated. You had to have your vaccine card, a copy, a picture of your vaccine card, or, uh, you know, if you're, if you're, if where you're from has, is lucky enough to have an app or kind of like an E an E document that'll showcase that you've gotten both of your shots or three, all three, if you've gotten the booster, then yeah, you need that in order to get in. Um, and there were two separate lines. It was, it was one line that was to get in once you had your vaccine, uh, wristband and one just to get the vac, just to get the vaccine wristband. It was pretty obnoxious. And honestly, like I see why people were complaining. There were reports of people being outside in the cold for uh, like two to four hours trying to get it. Um, I'm I'm personally really curious uh, what that experience would be like for people who may have like uh, disabilities, like they were, like, you know, if they're in wheelchairs or if they have uh, or you know something else, to where you know they, uh, you know, may require assistance in in getting around because. Being outside that long, like standing, I'm sure is terrible in itself. And I, I just I just could not imagine. Um, but I, I will give Anime NYC credit, though, because they did respond very swiftly on Saturday. And they do deserve a lot of credit for that because most conventions might not have done that. And in my experience with all the in my 16 years of going to conventions, um, I can't really say that I've seen that. Uh, other times where a, a a convention was very proactive in terms of trying to address the issues with people having these you know ridiculously long wait times to just get into the building because you already know um you know th there are perhaps people who had friday only passes who weren't able to get in uh there are people who probably missed out on a, on a lot of really amazing panels um, and, and cosplay shoots because they just simply were not able to actually get inside of the building. Um, but I do give them credit because, you know, on Saturday, they kind of switched everything up. And even though there were still lines to get in, uh, some of the people I spoke to said that it was it was a, it was a little bit easier for them to get to for them to get in. Um, and, and the wait times were not as ridiculous as they were on Friday or at um, at, uh, at other parts of the, the weekend. So I give I give them I give them a lot of, a lot of credit for that because, yeah that that uh, yeah that that just seems like it would be terrible and like if I were not going as press if I were just going as a regular patron like I I would probably have been really upset that I would have had to be out in the cold um, uh for that because yeah no 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 but yeah I got my press badge and then I immediately just walked around the Javits Center just basically trying to figure out where stuff was. Because again, it's my first time there. Didn't really know where anything was. Um, there were some panels that I wanted to go to. Um, the, the most notably the RDC World panel, uh, which started at two o'clock. And I, I really wanted to go to it because you know I have a lot of respect for those dudes. Um, I watch a lot of their seg their skits on uh, on YouTube and Twitter, and they're hilarious. They're obvious nerds, and they are. They kind of are some of the fresh faces in this kind of new anime revolution going on in recent years in which you're starting to see more non-white people, you know, kind of become the faces of, 
otakus and weebs and people who are not only interested in uh, in anime content as far as like being a fan and watching, but actually producing their own in terms of like doing reviews of shows, doing manga reviews of shows, doing streams, um, you know, stuff like that. So like we're, we're starting to see that. And so like RDC world is, is fantastic. And I, and going to their panel, their panel was, was absolutely amazing. Um, their, their panel was really dope. They, they showed off uh, some stuff from a new skit. They showed off some work from some new projects they have going on. Um, uh, projects that they're doing with uh, with HBO in terms of a, a live show and also in terms of a um, an anime that they're putting together and I won't I won't really get into the specifics of those because I'm sure those guys would love to get in, to give those details out uh, to the public when they are ready to do so but based on what I saw at ANYC at their panel the world is not ready for these dudes and I'm I'm just very happy to to see that because you know they just seem like genuinely good people um and yeah their 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 panel was really dope uh and uh, a little bit after that i was able to get to the um i'm sorry i did not make it to the antiplex panel that was one of the other panels i did want to go to but i spent the remainder of my friday pretty much uh going around getting to different cosplay shoots um there were so many uh, different ones from My Hero Academia to Sailor Moon to uh, uh, not Tokyo. Well, I think Tokyo Revengers did have one, but Hunter Hunter, uh, Sword Art Online, like you you name the anime, and you know they were there for the cosplay shoots, and I, I got some really amazing photos of some of the amazing um, cosplayers who who kind of who did their thing. Um, but yeah, my, my Friday at ANYC was very low key. So, you know, I just kind of, I just kind of, uh, you know, left that. Um, but Saturday for me is where I did the vast majority of my like work. So I got up early because, um, I wanted to get to the Jujutsu Kaisen, um, photo shoot at 11 and I think the Yu Yu Hakusho photo shoot was at 11 but more notably they had the Black Trailblazers and anime panel uh, featuring people like AJ Eccles, Anaris Quinones, I probably butchered her name, I apologize Anaris if you're listening to this and uh, Zeno Robinson all of which who are you know very amazing voice actors they also had the um, the creator of Hypeland um, whose name escapes me right now, and I am <laughs> I'm trying to figure out Jordan Bentley, who is the the founder of Hi of Hypeland, who uh, they do a lot of anime streetwear, very high quality stuff. I own some hypewear, some hypewear stuff from a few of their collections. It's high quality stuff. The designs are really dope, and yeah, I'm I'm very very happy um, for this man, and then. Uh, and then lastly, on the same panel, we had um, the founder of, I'm, I'm probably going to butcher this name, um, but the Art Shitagio, which is an anime, it's an anime studio in Japan, but the man in charge of it is, um, is black. And they have uh, worked on a number of uh, number of different things. Uh, yeah, his name is Arthel Isom. 
Um, so yeah, they and he was on the panel for the Black Trailblazers uh, panel, and it was just, I mean, so like, on on it it was really dope in general to see, but it's really cool when the people who are doing the um, who are doing the panel look like you. You know, again, I've been going to conventions since two thousand five. Otakon two thousand five was my first anime convention, and. You know, like, I, I, I love going to panels and, like, I love hearing people's voices, but it's always just something special when when the people who are doing it look like you. And I'm a big fan of all of the people who are who were up and a part of that panel. And, you know, like, it, it, it it's not like that's a panel that, you know, I would necessarily get at just any convention. Um, so it, it just felt really special. And, and also the kind of hear about their journeys, hear about, you know, what it was like for them to record over the course of the pandemic, you know, how they even got into the voice acting or into fashion or into like making uh, anime and just, like, it was super inspiring and super motivational. And, you know, it, 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 for me as a creator, as a creative, excuse me, uh, as a musician, as uh, someone who has hopes of writing a really dope fantasy story one day, um, it was very inspiring to hear. And so like, I give ANYC a lot of credit for putting the panel together, uh, simply because I, I don't, I can't say that it's something that I necessarily saw on, in, in, in most anime spaces that I've, that I've really been to. Um, right after that panel, I went to the inclusivity in the anime space panel, which was also really dope. Another, a different set of creatives um, who were talking about their their journeys and whatnot was just really dope. Ended up at the the blurred um, the blurred panel, which unfortunately started late because of some tech issues, um, but they uh, they did get started. And I actually enjoyed sitting in on that panel. It was run by Hilton who is the founder of BlurredCon, and he had uh, a few others like Katie Fox, and uh, I can't remember the other um, the other person's name who was there, but they're a big, horror, big fan of, of, uh, of horror, and uh, it was just really, it was really dope because um, that one woman kind of spoke in detail about the relationship between black people and horror, especially in recent years, and, you know, like, I don't watch a lot of horror, but I can, I can appreciate it, and it was just really dope kind of hearing that perspective like i'm kind of i'm an outsider to it because i am black but i don't really watch a ton of a ton of horror and it was just really interesting to kind of hear the layers um and really and and the the breakdowns that kind of go into um and like uh, uh analyzing things like zombie uh horrors or uh, or jump scares or like monsters and whatnot like it was, it was just really informative and and really dope and you know, regardless of, you know, kind of the issues that I, I know myself and others have had with, with BlurredCon, especially in the aftermath of what happened uh, at the cosplay contest this year, um, I, I, I'm also someone who wants to give places opportunities to, to get better. Um, and, and, I, and, you know, I think BlurredCon is still a necessary space, even though it is flawed and even though it is problematic. And, and I don't think that people who don't support it anymore are wrong either. I, I don't believe that it's, it's it's a bad thing if if someone wants to, you know, make sure that their uh, time and money is spent on someone somewhere that cares about them. Like I, I totally get it. 
Um, but I, I pers just for me personally, I, I just was really curious to hear about, you know, how they were going to address certain things about the convention and stuff that they were going to be doing for, for next year. And when I, and I found the, I found the blurred panel to be actually really fascinating and really interesting and, uh, and just really dope overall. Um, unfortunately I did miss out on, uh, Christopher Sabat and, uh, Sean Chamel. Um, if you know, if you've been watching anime for any amount of time, you know, Christopher Sabat, he is, he is a anime dub voice God. <laughs> he has done some of the most iconic and legendary voices. Uh, and, and it's one of those voices that when you hear it, you know, it's him, whether it's, uh, uh, IMA from Fruits Basket, uh, Yami from Black Clover, All Might from um, My Hero Academia, or Elfman from Fairy Tale. Uh, I mean, I, I could go down the list, but they, yeah, I was unfortunately, I unfortunately missed out on, on that. However, I was able to go to the Pokemon uh, cosplay shoot, um, which was really dope. Um, and uh, there was another another fandom that was doing photos up there also, which I did not I did not necessarily get to see, but I, I or excuse me I know I did get to see, but I didn't I didn't know exactly what their um, what their fandom was, but I did get some really amazing photos, and I'm going to talk in depth about the cosplayers and the costumes I saw this year um, in just a sec. But yeah, like uh, so yeah, some of the last uh, last things that I did get to. That I did get to go to on Saturday was I caught a little bit of the fanboy fighter form with uh, Fantastic Frankie, who is just a gorgeous, a gorgeous and just amazing, amazing creator. And I, whether I agree with her on you know her videos or not, I always just love hearing her speak and. I can't front. She backs up her points with logic and, and, and reasoning. And like I say, like I, I may not always agree, but I, I just love listening to her talk. And so I, I wanted to go for her panel and, and shout out to her for the dope Mirko uh, cosplay on Saturday. I definitely peep game. It was fire. Um, and I caught, I caught a little bit of that, that panel. That was pretty fire uh, because I did rush out a little bit because I wanted to catch the fairy tale cosplay shoot which I don't think happened because when I got to where uh, I was being held, it literally was not there. And I walked around and I did not find them. So I left. Um, so then I got a little bit of a break and then I went back because uh, in the blurred panel, Katie, the person I mentioned, Katie Fox mentioned animal arithmetic, which, um, which is a, a project that merges like anime and like lo-fi hip hop. And uh, they they brought on uh, rappers uh, Substantial and IQ to uh, link up with Katie Fox and do the music, and um, you know and, and talk about what this series is. And I encourage all of you to look up Animal Arithmetic because I am not a spiritual person. I I don't really subscribe to the supernatural, but I do like it if it's in my media, which should be obvious because I watch anime. I watch stuff with heroes and monsters all the time. <laughs> um, but, you yeah, know, like the, the entire concept for Animal Arithmetic is just, it's so dope. It is so brilliant. And for me, it's something that is well-written or that is just, that, or is a really dope concept is going to sell me immediately. You know, like it may fall apart later, but 
at least it, the initial concept based on what I've heard, fantastic. They also played some of the music from uh, from um, Animal Arithmetic, which is all amazing. You know, the the bars were on the hundred thousand trillion. Shout out to IQ. Shout out to Substantial. Um, yeah, just one thousand percent awesome. And lastly, I tried to go to the Noir Caesar, you know, the new Noir panel, but uh, ended up being canceled uh, for some reason. I, I don't really know exactly what, but it was canceled. Um, but that's actually where I ran into one of the other most ridiculous lines that uh, <laughs> that I saw, which was the, the line for the One Piece 1000 episode. Like, I, I get One Piece has been on for over 20 years. It has a, a crazy fandom. Um, that the line for one piece was wrapped around like three times over inside of the convention itself, trying to get to the space where it was being held. Yeah, that like shout out to the, the, the people who, who are part of that fandom. I'm not with you yet. I, I have decided that I'm going to watch one piece at some point. Um, I do have, um, some other, uh, franchises, some other shows that I want to get through, because One Piece is a legit commitment. Like it took me a while to watch Fairy Tale. Fairy Tale only has three hundred and twenty-eight episodes. You know, like One Piece just hit one thousand. You know, like it. It's gonna take a while for me to, to get to get through that. You know, like committing to One Piece is probably gonna be like you know that's probably gonna be like a good six to eight months. And that's like if I just watch it straight up without really taking breaks. And without really watching much of anything else. But it was really dope to kind of see how dedicated those fans were. And honestly, I think it, I think it's awesome. You know, the I, I've said this before with, with uh, media that I enjoy, that I really get into. That I'm always sad to see it end. Um, because I get really attached to characters. I get really attached to stories. And, like, I'm not someone who hates filler. Like, when I find characters that I like, that I'm passionate about, like, I want more, you know. I, I want I want to see more. I, I want to um, spend time with them. I, I don't really care if they're doing stuff that's not central to a plot or anything. Like I just want to see them interacting. Um, so yeah, shout out to the One Piece fandom. So let's talk a little bit about the the main convention hall. This joint was huge, and there was a lot to see. Senpai Squad and the Waifu Hunters had all types of dope vehicles with anime art and gear all over the place. There were some awesome vendors, um, awesome vendors, uh, that had like, uh, di like, uh, Funko pops and kind of, uh, display, uh, figurines and whatnot. And those were really cool. Um, crunchy and, uh, noir Caesar. And, uh, I think Viz was there and, uh, you know, a bunch of, uh, Genshin impact, uh, Genshin impact was on a hundred thousand, that weekend, they were their 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 fandom is in full force. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was it was enormous, but it it still felt like it was kind of empty, which I'm I'm not I'm not complaining about, and that's not intended to be shady or anything. But like I I kind of liked that I was able to kind of walk around and walk through without feeling like I was necessarily bumping into people. Or having to worry about people who are just like stopping in the middle of the Nile. Which is a pet peeve of mine. <laughs> I feel like if you're going to stop, like at least like go to the side. Step to the side so you're not in the way. But it's a whole other thing. Um, yeah. So walking around the entire convention hall. I took a million pictures in there. 
And honestly, one of the best things about being pressed was after they closed it, I was actually able to go through again and really get photos of everything without people being in the way or people being in the photo, which is which is really dope. Um, so make sure you go check out my my photos from the um, from the convention uh, because I, I took a lot of them. Um, and I still have to go through because I know some of them are probably not the best. Some of the lighting in some places was, was kind of weird, especially during the uh, the cosplay shoot, like uh, it's particularly during the Sailor Moon shoot. It, uh, it was like where they were doing the where they were doing it was kind of dark. And so it was kind of hard to find a balance because using flash and some others, it was just it was it was just odd. It was just odd. Um, but yeah. I had a blast and I took a million photos and um, I walked like 20 something miles between the two days. Um, but I, I had an amazing time at Anime NYC. Um, I encourage everyone to go. Um, I'm hoping that next year they will have a much smoother transition and trying to get people to, you know, in through registration and uh, into the convention so they, they'll be able to, you know, go check out all the cool stuff that's in there. Um, they had a, they had a really dope guest list. I really I really enjoyed it. Some people complained about the guests, but I I actually really really liked it. Um, yeah, it's, it was it's an awesome convention. I I just I've been thinking about it, you know, since I you know since I was there, and yeah, I've I've just been I've been very impressed, and I'm just I'm very happy with uh with the fact that they was I was able to go. So big shout out to Anime NYC for allowing GGR to come through. I hope you all thoroughly enjoy this podcast review of the event and uh yeah i will be back next year for sure uh you know unless something you know significant has happened i am going to be at anime nyc it has become one of my new favorite conventions and i can't wait to see what next what next year holds in store so again make sure uh thank you for your patience and uh, for those who've been listening uh, and, and, and thank you for listening to begin with, because, you know, I, my numbers would not look as great as they do without you listening. Um, and I wouldn't feel compelled to keep doing this, to keep putting these out there if it weren't for the people who listen and who, you know, let me know that they listen. And I just feel very grateful for that. Um, so make sure you go to the Great Geek Refuge website. Um, where you can listen to this podcast. You can also check out all the photos that I took from Anime NYC. Make sure you are following Great Geek Refuge on all social media platforms. Uh, make sure you go check out Anime NYC in general. And see if you can go next year. Go. They have already announced the dates for next year. And again, I will be there. <laughs> um, so with that being said, I've said all I've needed to say. And I will catch all of you on the flip side. It's your boy MC Brooks. And I'm out. This has been Pirate Radio Network Production Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs>